This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hey, my cat loving friends, it's Linda Hall with 19 Cats and Counting. We have a true hero with us today, Dwayne Hook from Get Meow to Here, get it, is out there climbing trees and saving our cat. And we have a ton of questions for him. We will be right back after this word from our sponsor. Take a bite out of your competition. Advertise your business with an ad in Pet Life Radio podcasts and radio shows. There is no other pet-related media that is as large and reaches more pet parents and pet lovers than Pet Life Radio. With over 7 million monthly listeners, Pet Life Radio podcasts are available on all major podcast platforms. And our live radio stream goes out to over 250 million subscribers on iHeartRadio, Odyssey, TuneIn, Stitcher, and other streaming apps. For more information on how you can advertise on the number one pet podcast and radio network, visit PetLifeRadio.com slash advertise today. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Nineteen Casting Counting. I am Linda Hall here with my gorgeous BFF oh. partner in crime and all of the above, Rita Rymers. And my, you're my work wife too. Your husband yes, says that's what my husband says. Yep, I am tell your so, wife. I'm so excited to talk to Dwayne because I am too. We get. You know, you actually lost a cat for a while outside. He wasn't up high. Thank God he was a low dweller. We know how uh, emotional that can be. Dwayne, you help a lot of people. How did you get started? Welcome, Dwayne. Yes. How did you start? Well, hi, guys. Hi, Rita and Linda. (laughs) So I got started as I have developed a passion for climbing trees. And that's a whole story in itself as, as to how, as an adult man, I got into climbing trees in my 30s. But uh, I eventually got to where I was using ropes and harness and all of these, this gear and the technical equipment for climbing trees. And I just fell in love with the whole process of both the equipment, the rope work, and just being in trees. It's really all about trees for me. Honestly, it's all about trees. That's my thing. It's big. nature lover. Yeah, big old giant trees. So I got this skill and then I heard that, hey, cats get stuck in these trees. And I love animals. You know, I've had several cats throughout my life. And my thing, my whole thing is to reduce suffering. Okay. And, and that's with anybody, with humans, with any animal that suffers, anything that suffers, if I can help reduce suffering, I'm going to try to do what I can to reduce that suffering. And I have this skill to climb trees. So I thought, well, why not? I've just started climbing trees and uh, rescuing cats from trees. Wow. And the, the very first one, was actually on Halloween, which today is Halloween. Oh my the gosh. Ca- it's your yeah. anniversary. Yeah. yeah, this is my anniversary. How many years have you been doing this now? Since 2010. That was the wow. first cat I rescued. It's your 12th oh, anniversary. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. I'm so glad we're talking to you today. <laughs> yeah. That's so cool. So how do people find you and come to you and 
this is a great resource that you will want to share with people. It's there's a website, an arborist from the Pacific Northwest named Dan Kraus. He is a champion tree climber and he started a website called catinatreerescue.com. Write that down, Linda. Cat in a tree rescue. Yep, catinatreerescue.com. And on this website, climbers from all around the country and the world. I haven't checked to see if he has anyone outside of the US, but he has a directory where you can contact him and say, hey, I would like to be on the directory. This is my what I would like you to put as my contact. And this is the area that I would like to cover. So then he breaks it down by state where, you know, whatever state you're in, you can just click this uh, link and then you'll have a list of people in your area. Nice. That's wow. amazing. So, yeah, because I was going to say, like, how far will you travel? I mean, like, somebody. Right. <laughs> You're in Ohio, right? I'm about three hours away from you in Ohio. So, yeah, I'm like, what is your radius? If I ever get a cat stuck up a tree, I want to know. Right. It depends for me a lot. I've gone to Cleveland, um, which is two and a half hours away. Yeah. And I've actually gone near Defiance to rescue a cat. And also near West Virginia. The thing is now I've, I'm part of a big community of climbers through social media. You meet tree climbers or, you know, it's pretty quirky and a niche. So I may not have met so many of these people, but we've conversed talking about techniques or whatever. So you have this big network and usually I can find a climber in the area if it's called way outside of my range. But sometimes I can't and I just have to go. Cleveland's a tough one. I'm so happy that my friend Dane has, he's in Cleveland now and he's willing to take that from me. So good. shout out to Dane for taking over Cleveland. For shout me. out to Dane. Shout yeah, out to yeah. all the tree climbers who are helping our cats. I just, I didn't know this is a thing. This is like a spread across the country thing. Right. And most of, most all of them are uh, arborists or tree workers who do, who do tree work. So they have the skills to do this. And I climb with the same techniques and equipment that arborists use. Do you charge for this service? I have never charged a dime for this. Uh, And I always decline payment at least once, usually more than once. But after that, if people need to give something, I'll accept whatever, you know, whatever they give. And sometimes it's pretty interesting. Like I've been invited in for dinner with the family and that those are my favorite ones. When people, I get to, you know, meet these people and see them interact with their pets that they're, they're so relieved. Oh, no kidding. People paid me with beer. And uh, one guy actually, he handcrafts fishing rods and he gave me a handcrafted fishing pole and I love to fish. So yeah, it's amazing. um, who knows? I've never asked for anything, but it all shakes out in the end. So I'm I love that you said if they it. need to, because yes, if you got my cat out, like I had a cat for some- close yeah. to a month, it was hell. I it mean, hell. hell. Is he suffering? Is he dead? Is he, you know, total panic? If you'd have rescued my cat and brought him back, yeah, I would have needed to do something for you to repay. <laughs> he was a low hider. We found him underneath um, a house. Hiding under a porch. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Behind me. So yeah, then it was just a matter of getting him out, which there's the thing now. So Kismet knows me. He's lived with me for years. He loves me. But being out in nature where he's never been, he was petrified and I couldn't get him to come to me. Cats aren't like dogs. You're fluffy, fluffy, fluffy. And they just run to you, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you climb this tree. How do you get these cats out who don't even know you? Yeah. 
That's the trickiest thing. So when people call me, I guess let's go through kind of what it's like. Yes, please. And back to how do people contact me? It used to be most of all of my cat rescues were through the, the directory that I told you about. But then over time, people, be they Facebook friends or people who called me, my number has gotten shared with like a few humane societies around the area or around the state. Actually, some fire departments have my number because fire departments often get called and they typically do not perform the service. Yeah. And one person even told me they called 911 and the dispatcher gave them my number. I don't know how. I don't know how they got it. But up until um, I would say the last four years, it was all from Cat in a Tree Rescue. And then after this TikTok madness went crazy, I had no intention of being like crazy on TikTok. People have actually found me through TikTok. And I made a website for people to go to at getmeoutofhere.com. Now a lot of people find me through uh, different avenues where it used to just be that directory. But the way it normally works is I'll be doing something that I'm really enjoying or I'll be, you know, having an intimate conversation with my wife and things. I'll just be in a perfect place where I don't want to be disturbed and I'll get a phone call. <laughs> Always <laughs> how it works. Always. I Actually, think I that's... phoned you on TikTok or Instagram. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, I think it was TikTok. Yeah. And I get a phone call and it varies. It varies wildly. Like sometimes a person's crying on the other end and then all, sometimes it's, I say hello and they say, how much do you charge? <laughs> and, or they just get straight into the dynamics are wild. I never know what kind of person I'm going to deal with, just like I never know what kind of cat I'm ultimately sure, going to deal with. Right. I have a spiel that I go through, like a list of items that I go through. You know, how long has the cat been in the tree? Can you tell if this tree is alive? Is this your cat? Is it in your yard? Because I'm going to be doing something that somebody, you might not want me climbing a tree in your yard, even though someone's cat's stuck in it. There's these long lists of things. Um, people are worried it, about their liability, I suppose, with you climbing a tree. Sure. And uh, I ask if the cat's been vaccinated, like for rabies, etc. Because if a cat's been out for nine days, I have to think of my own safety here. Definitely. Dealing with these cats. So I go through this whole list of things and I request that they send me photographs of the tree from multiple angles so I can kind of see what I'm getting into. And I can also tell them how likely it is that this cat's going to climb down based on looking at the tree, the structure of the tree. Now, most cats, about 70% of the calls that I get are just me counseling humans on, okay, my cat's been up in this tree since 3 p.m. It's now 8 p.m. And they're crying and they're losing it because their precious pet is stuck in this tree. So a lot of what I do is tell them, hey, your cat's going to be okay. You know, it's only been a few hours. I've rescued hundreds of cats, some that have been in a tree for 13 days, 10 days. Most of them have been in a tree for five to seven days. But most about 70% of the cats I get calls for, if I can talk the people into just waiting overnight, the cat will climb down. And it's, it's hard those... for them to climb down because of their nails hooked this way. And that's great yeah. for pulling up, but for going down, not so good. Right. They have to figure it out. And I've watched them. I've come to rescue cats. And then the process I use for setting my line involves me throwing a string with a weight up into the tree. And I always try to play with the cat first to see if I can get it to chase the string because very rarely, but they have chased that string down the tree. Really? So we've gotten to, 
gotten to watch them figure out how to turn around and do that backwards climb down. How do you get them in the bag? I mean, gosh, sometimes uh, I can't get my cats in the carrier, let alone in a bag. Exactly. Yeah, I get a lot of criticism for this from some people in my bagging technique because I actually show it. But you guys know handling cats, you know, they're little armed predators, right? Dangerous so I, weapons. <laughs> I put my hand inside the bag and it's kind of like a reverse magic trick where then I'll put that on the scruff and then I pick them up to where they're just suspended and then I fold the bag over them and that's it. Yeah, at that stage, whatever works, Dwayne, right? That's, well, that's what I was thinking. Like, we don't recommend scruffing on a day-to-day -day basis, like to grab no. your cat or to control your cat, but, but you got to do what you got to do to get them out of the tree. I, I'd be like, do what you got to do. I don't care what it is. Yeah, it's an emergency it's situation. So yes. Because we both know that, we all know that uh, if I say, hey, cat, get in the bag, it's not happening. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me go. <laughs> Yeah, no. I don't <laughs> have you um, ever had a cat you couldn't get down? I haven't had one that I couldn't get down, but I have had to do some strange things to get a cat down. Ooh, like what? I'd like to hear about that. Actually, I'm only in the newspaper once for rescuing a cat. And it's so unfortunate because I've rescued hundreds of cats and some of them have been just amazing rescues that I'm so proud of. Well, it was my birthday. And I went to Marion, Ohio, which is another like three hour drive from where I'm at. And it was inside a cat sanctuary. This woman, um, she runs a great service and she has, has a bunch of cats. And one of them climbed the only tree in this yard, this big yard that she has. And this tree was just like straight up and then over and there was nothing above it. And the cat was all the way out the end. So I was able to get up and like, look at the cat eye to eye, but I couldn't get above the cat or actually get to the cat because it was on these little limbs. Yeah. You can't go out on the end of the branch. The whole thing's going. I can, if there's something higher above that I can tie into and swing out there. Oh. Okay. And that's normally what I do is I'll try to get my rope as high in the tree as possible. Then I can, I can go out very far both ways, but there was nothing up there. So I was limited. I am scared to death of heights and even hearing you talk about swinging up there in a room is giving me a little bit of panic. <laughs> so this is the only time I've ever been in the newspaper and it was, I had to perform what I call a shakedown. Granted, they had like a 30 foot tarp. There was like nine people holding this tarp outstretched and I got a rope right around the limb where the cat was and just shook it till it fell into the tarp. Oh, and nice. That's my moment of fame is shaking a cat out of a tree. You've <laughs> climbed all these great heights and done all this, and it's the shake that got the attention. Would right. you say that was the hardest rescue you've ever done? Oh, it's the most no complicated. Way. No. We have to take a break here. We'll be right back. Rita, are you spending too much time cleaning out your cat litter boxes and filling them? Are they running out too soon? Do you always feel like you need to add more? Because you know our new sponsor, Kitty Poo Club, they found the perfect solution to these problems. Yeah, Kitty Poo Club is the most convenient monthly litter box ever. See, what they do is every month, Kitty Poo Club delivers an affordable, recyclable litter box. And it's already pre-filled with the litter you choose. They even have extra large litter boxes because I have some chunky cats, right? 
We know other people do too. And when the month is up, just recycle the used litter box and Kitty Poo Club will automatically send you a new one. You can customize your subscription too and maybe add some toys, treats, accessories, or whatever else might make your cat happy. Oh yeah, and you know what else? You don't have to scrub out those plastic litter boxes either. I hate doing that. You got me at no more scrubbing litter boxes, right? honey. The super cool thing right now, Kitty Poo Club is offering 25% off on the first litter box order as long as they use the code 19 cats and they get free shipping if they set up a subscription wow they just have to go to kittypooclub.com to get 25 percent off the first auto ship order of litter boxes with free shipping and be sure to use 19 cats for your discount at checkout that's kittypooclub.com meow let's talk pets let's talk pets on pet life radio pet life radio PetLifeRadio.com And we're back with 19 Cats and Toning and awesome Dwayne Hood. Get to HouseTechHere.com. You were about to tell us about some of your more challenging kitty tree rescue. I'll tell you about this rescue of this cat named Ralph. It was during one of those arctic blast or what do they call them a um polar vortex oh, that's yeah. it yeah it was one of those and um it w- where it was like four degrees for five days straight and this cat had been in the top of this red oak and way out on a limb for seven days and when it's that cold some of my gear doesn't quite work so well particularly like my sl- i use a giant slingshot to get really high settings in trees and uh so I getting to where this cat was, was going to be nearly impossible. Or it, for me, it would have been impossible. So I got as close. Actually, my wife, she's a climber too. She climbed up to, uh, this was going to be one of her first you know, rescues. She went out to help me. This must have been like 2013 or so. Anyway, the cat wouldn't come to her. So I went up and I managed to shake the cat down to a, a lower limb that was a little bit thicker. And uh, that was the plan. It was all planned to just bend this limb that he was on down, shake him into a lower limb, then set another rope and climb out to him. And it was so harrowing how far out he was on this limb and so high. Plus there was ice hanging off of the tree. Oh my gosh. But I couldn't reach him. And uh, he's like uh, up about seven feet from me. And I thought he was going to jump, which at that point, you know, I don't ever want to scare a cat out of a tree. I never want to do that but I couldn't leave him in this tree any longer. So I pulled up my slingshot. It's a, it's a telescopic pole that extends to eight feet. And I actually lassoed him with my slingshot and pulled him to me and then stuffed him in the bag and lowered him down. But it was so everything about it, the cold, the angle, the height, and just the cat was crazed. You know, imagine being sleep deprived for eight days in the middle of winter. Freezing cold without food or water. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, I have to put Dexter on the floor. It's, He's making this <laughs> difficult for me. It's just amazing. That was one of the most harrowings. But I've been in situations like that later on where I've ended up just cutting off the limb that the cat's on and pulling it to me. Oh, smart. And uh, oh, hopefully, not only are you climbing, but you're climbing with all of these tools and paraphernalia. Out of, my, out of my head. You have to be an experienced climber. Plus, you have to be, you have to think like MacGyver. You have to MacGyver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and honestly, that's the best part about it for me is, I mean, I love helping animals. I love climbing. 
But all of this for me triggers my problem solving part of my yeah. brain. And that's what I thrive on. I get off on, okay, the cat's never going to choose the tree that I would love to climb. Of course. They're going <laughs> to choose like a half dead tree or a tree that's leaning this way or something or too small for me to climb. And I'll have to climb a different tree and swing over into it or all these things. It's all a problem to figure out. And uh, it's very rewarding for me. Do you still just climb to climb ever or you get your filth? Yes. Oh, you yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I do. I love that your wife climbs too, so she can share some of these adventures with you. Now, she's a tower climber, tall towers, like cell towers, TV towers. And she's climbed a few trees with me and she's gone on a few rescues with me. So it's pretty fun. And now my niece, um, this past weekend, my niece went out with me for a couple rescues. So I saw that video. Yes. Y'all have the future to... generation. To yes. Yeah. Yes. Dwayne has videos of these rescues. You all need to go check this out because it is, it's so, it's just, I hold my breath. I'm like, oh my gosh, should I, you know? And sometimes the cats just come to you. Like they know you're there, which really surprised me because that's not what we know about cats. That's not typical. Oh, okay. There's a stranger. Especially when they're scared like that. Yes. I'm petrified and here's a stranger. Let me go jump into his arms. But some do. Yeah. Most of them do. They, most of them do eventually. And I've stayed up in a tree for over an hour waiting for a cat. And then there was some cats. I'll give them all that time. I'll leave them some food and then I'll leave, come back the next day. And usually they they remember and the food's gone and they say, I think I'm okay. I'm hungry. I want to get down so you can feed me some more. Exactly. I also have a trap, uh, a trap that I will deploy in a tree. Like if the cat will not come to me, or maybe they're way far out of reach, I have a trap. I can set it up, put food in it, and then come back, and they'd be in the trap. How do you stabilize the trap in a tree? Yeah, that's a good question. Rigging with straps. I'll strap it to a branch and uh, just get it nice and secure, cover it up so the cat, it's a safe spot for the cat. Yes, yes. I'm always amazed cats can hang on to the tree that many days. And, and that they don't die of starvation either. They usually find them a place where they can get kind of wedged in and feel secure. What Either it's going to be a couple of small twigs that just wedge around their bodies or they get into a big fork. The cats are super resilient. It, they amaze me. You know, after hanging around these cats that have been in a tree for over a week, it's amazing. But they do get hydration, especially when there's dew. Yeah. So. Uh, oh, okay. They will, they will lick themselves. And rain is great for this. People say, oh, it's going to rain. I'm like, rain is a good thing. You know, it's okay if it rains because now your cat's going to get hydrated through cleaning itself and licking that water off. But yeah, cats are crazy resilient. I can't get over it. Did you learn They're, a lot about cats doing this or were you already a, a cat person? Well, I, I had had cats before I started doing this. But I have learned a lot about cats I doing know. this. They're all psychos and they're <laughs> all and they're all psychos in their own and on their own different ways. You know, yeah. I always ask when people call me on the phone, hey, if I were to let's just play this scenario out. Imagine that we work together. I'll ask people this when they're telling me their cat's stuck. Imagine we work together and you invite me over to play video games or to have dinner. I ask, what's your cat's going to do? Is your cat going to be one of those cats that goes and hides? And will they eventually come out? Or will it be one of the cats that sits in the corner and just watches? And will they eventually come over? How long will it take for them to eventually come over if they will? And learning about the demeanor of the cat will change 
how I even climb the tree. If it's going to be a cat that's going to hide and never come out, I'm going to just climb slow and quiet and not do anything that's going to scare this cat. But right. if it's a cat, if it's a cat that's already meowing at me, like meow, help, 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 I'll just run up there to that cat and say, "Let's go," you know. Yeah, he's ready. He's ready. <laughs> yeah. You ever had any try to attack you out of fear? I've had one. I've only been bit. I've been bitten once, and it was my fault because I was in a hurry. I'd worked twelve hours that day. I don't do this. This is my. I work still. Right. This isn't my job. Um, I'd work twelve hours. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't do this doesn't happen all the time, but I'd work 12 hours and I, it was about a 40 minute drive. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do this because I'm getting going out of town the next day. So I drove up, got my rope set. I was in a hurry, climbed up and I didn't give the cat time. And I just reached out to pet it. I didn't even have the bag and it just went at me. Yikes. I didn't wait for it to come to me or let me give me that eye contact and some of the, maybe a headbutt or something that cats do. I went too fast and it bit me. And um, just latched on to me. Ow. That's the only time, though. And I learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Change but plans. You got him, down. Let's you got him down, though, right? You got him down? Well, he was actually hanging from my hand. Oh. And I, I was like, you know, blood squirting everywhere. And I shook him off of me. And he landed on the ground and ran un oh under the God. shed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's not funny that blood is It's a kind of a funny picture in the aftermath, right? Like, yeah, it was everyone's terrible. okay in the end. Did you have to go uh, get any shots or anything? Because sometimes um, those scout fights can be wicked. They can be wicked. And a friend of mine, Normer, who's a very famous cat rescuer, he's rescued that. Uh, oh, yeah, we know who he is. Yeah. Yeah. He actually got bit by a cat that put him in the hospital for right. a week. But as soon as I got down, I had the people grab some alcohol and I just started flushing it and flushing it. Right. Good. And I did go and get antibiotics just in case. Right. Um, and it was fine. I didn't yeah. get any infection. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize how dangerous those cat fights. Yes. Their teeth are very much like needles and they insert so cleanly and come out so cleanly that they close up and heal over quickly, which traps all the bacteria that we all have in our saliva under your skin. And we've seen major, pro yeah, we tell everybody when we had the cat sitting business, it's like you get bit, you wash your hands fast. Right now, I don't care what's happening. Wash your hands with soap and water really, really well. You can put some Neosporin on it. Don't cover it. Right. You know, just, yeah, their teeth. Yeah, they're serious. Uh -huh. So I, I, luckily, luckily, I knew that before I had this uh, situation. You have your own cat now, or you get your fill climbing the tree. Yeah. Well, I've had cats like uh, the last two cats that we had have since uh, passed on, and uh, I don't have cats now. I found a dog in the woods about oh. eight years ago, uh -huh. and uh, I didn't plan on keeping this dog, but I found out she had stranger danger once people came over to visit to try to meet her, and. Um, so she ended up being my dog and I just love her to pieces. Aww. I don't think that no, she's never a, like went after a cat, but she's so devoted to taking all of my time that I don't know how, if she would share me with a cat. Yeah, no, <laughs> she probably true. would. Linda has a dog with her 12 cats, little chihuahua. Who thinks, she thinks it's that's why I was, yeah, Rita will be like, and your dog. And I'm like, it's not really a dog. I mean, <laughs> she's a chihuahua. She's lived with cats for so many years. She really has an identity crisis. <laughs> so, but I, what you're doing for the cats, I mean, I you're literally saving their lives. Is it 
three days with no food or water and they can go Fatty to liver, liver failure. Fatty liver disease can set in. Fatty yeah. liver disease. And so, that's yeah, almost I mean, always fatal. This is like seriously life-threatening to them and then to their people. As cat parents, we know the panic and, you know, we would just be oh, for somebody to come save us from that. Oh, that sure. is amazing. And to think that they're all over the place, like all these people doing this. Right. There are hundreds of us. That's what I always say when people tell me, oh, you're so awesome. No, I'm not. There are so many of us that do this. And uh, I'm just happy to be a part of the group of tree climbers that do this. Every and, single uh, one of you is awesome. Every yes, you really are. It's very gratifying for me. So I love it. Especially considering this isn't your business and you're doing this for free and you're trying not to take it. I mean, you're driving. Good heavens, the gas prices these days, oh, just driving somewhere is taking from you. And you're just like glad to be of service, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll never ask for anything. So that is amazing. Sometimes I'm, I might, I may think, oh, I hope they help me cover gas, but I'll never ask, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, yeah. And I, I'm, I'm glad that you understand the need for us too, because yeah, if you save my cat, I'd be like, no, I'm doing something for you. You name it, right? Yeah, no matter something, how many times you said no, you would get it anyway. Here's the thing, you know, some of these arborists may, they may, that climb trees for a living and they do tree work for a living. You know, I completely understand if they say, Hey, it's going to be this much, you know, Oh, definitely. I completely understand. And I have no bad feelings for them for doing that, that this is definitely. their work. They climb trees for work. But, um, for me, this is more, uh, an act of love enjoyment. I get my kicks out of it. It's fun. Like I said, it triggers this puzzle solving thing in my brain, but I would never turn it away because I've met people who don't have money. You know, but they, what's going to say they love their pets more than someone who does. And I would never turn them away. It'll all work out in the end. That's the way I feel about it. I'm not going to turn anyone away for this. <sighs> we loved you before we started talking to you, but I'm loving you more and more by the minute. I'm telling you what you're doing do you is amazing. Other, do you train other people who might want to do this, but don't quite, you know, maybe they can climb, but they don't know how to do the counterpart. Right. Well, I certainly would. Most people have petted a cat before or been around a cat, but there is something to it. It, it shifts when you're up at height and this cat's scared. It's not just all oh, go climb and then pick up a cat. There's something different to it. So yeah, I, I think my videos may give someone an idea of how, oh, what that experience might be like. And right. if they wanted to try this, they could probably learn a couple tips or tricks from mine, Normers, there's a guy in Massachusetts, Andrew Joslin, who also makes videos doing this. Actually, I'm part of a Facebook group called Whiskers. It's Warm-Hearted International Society of Kitty Rescuers. Oh, Aww. I love it. There are maybe about 80 of us in there that will all share videos or tips, tricks, and things like that. Yeah, because I hadn't thought about that until Rita said it. Climbing the tree is one thing, but figuring out all this rigging and how to get the cat and the traps, and that's a whole nother ball game. Well, right. I, I, I would love to it. train people to do this. I would love to. I mean, and I have taught a lot of people how to climb trees. And actually, sometimes, usually never fails when I'm out of town on vacation or out of town for work. It's guaranteed I'm going to get a call. Of course. I might not get a call for three weeks, and then I have a trip going up. I'm pretty sure I'm going to get a call. <laughs> That's and, not always um, the way, though. It is. It is. That's the way. And um, usually, I'll, I'm able to find someone that I've climbed with before that is happy to go do it. So I don't know that there's anyone in the Carolinas who does this. I'll have to check. Sure, yeah. there is. One of my great friends, and he has rescued some. He's awesome at this. 
His name's uh, Patrick Brandt. He's around Durham, I think, North oh, Carolina. Yeah. That's, that's a couple hours north of me. And I know some other folks further south. And, and yeah, there are several people in the Carolinas that do this. That's good to know. I'm going to go check out that website. And when we post uh, this video, we will add that. And of course, your website. This needs to be more widely publicized. We don't know this exists. I mean, right. this is insane. Cabinetryrescue.com is a resource that people need to know about because oftentimes they'll just call the fire department and then feel like, oh, what am I going to do? You know? Yeah. When they turn you down. Yeah. I think they stopped doing that in the seventies or eighties or something. Yeah. You could get the fire department to do it for a long time. That's what everybody's known for, but yeah, they don't do it anymore. So. Yeah, and a lot of these, the fire department really couldn't do. I mean, fire departments, they're not tree climbers and um, they, if they can't get to it with their ladder, they're not yeah. going to be going, going out on these limbs and doing yeah. all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Have you ever gotten hurt climbing a tree? Not for a cat, but I have had a couple of mishaps. Nothing serious. Nothing serious. Okay. Just the worst thing was I jammed my thumb really bad. Like, but that's about it. You know, people think, oh, well, you're safe because your rope's going to catch you. But, you know, if you fall 10 inches and your thumb catches you before your rope does, your thumb's going to get hurt. You know, yeah. That's yeah. What... Depending on branches. And yeah, who knows what I have. And that's I'm thinking some of these trees. The branch could break off. You, you were talking about half dead trees. You know, those aren't exactly the sturdiest little critters in the world. You know, that's a lot of risk. And especially when you're trying to get the cat, because when you're planning to climb a tree for the sake of climbing the tree, you can make your plan of where you want to be. The cat makes your plan of where you want to be when you're rescuing yeah. the cat. Right. They make it a, they bring the challenge to it for sure. I'm scared of heights. It's not something I could ever do. It's just awesome that you do it. And other people who do this for a living. We're so thankful to all of you out there doing this. We often talk about cat lovers being a village. And, you know, it's like there's the vet, there's the behaviorists, there's the shelters, the, the people who are out trapping. Yes. And God bless you, the tree climbers who are saving <laughs> our babies from themselves. <laughs> Any last words, Dwayne, that you wish people knew before they called you? Try to keep your cat indoors. That's the biggest thing. Amen. I understand farm cats. And, you know, if I had a farm, I'd probably want a cat, you know, taking care of my barn too. But it's the safest way is keep your cat indoors. Yeah, 100%. We agree. We agree. I completely agree with that. Dwayne, thank you so much. If I'm ever in need of these services, I'll know where to go. My cats are indoors, but you just never know when one might I slip out. Well, I was going to say, so are mine. And look at what happened with Kismet. Yes, it happens. Yeah, definitely. Guys, thanks so much for inviting me on the show. It's been a great Thank you for coming and accepting our, our invitation. Pleasure. Anytime you want to come back on, you want to discuss something in particular, you have an open door. We yes, you are you. always well. You don't even have to talk to us. Just book it. You have calendar. Just book it. We'll be like, oh, Dwayne's coming back. We're so happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Linda. And I have to thank our producer, Mark Winter, for giving us the spot on Pet Life Radio. And remember, every day is Cat Day. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>